0: What's up everybody? It's me, James Reese again, touching base with you all on the Cerebral Fit Podcast. It is the first day of August as I record this, August 1st, 2018. Hope everyone had a good end of their July. I know I did. (laughs) And here we go again. So I hope everyone's had a good week. I'm sitting here once again in my makeshift studios, in my Humble duplex in Lubbock, Texas. You know, one day I tell myself I'm going to get a real studio, but we'll see how that goes. But needless to say, here we are again. And I'm once again joined by my two co-hosts, Tara and Charlotte. Tara right now is going to town on a bone. I'm just getting her teeth grind on. And Charlotte is looking on with a bit of jealousy as she sees her roommate, quote-unquote, just go to town on this bone. So, how's everyone doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um it's been about a week since I've checked in, maybe a little under, I think. And I know that starting off I was doing podcast every day, but as most things go, you know, life happens and just time can be a bit of an issue. So, I think this will be the kind of just organic way of how this podcast is going to grow. <clears throat> I've certainly embraced more of the concept as of late on social media for the past year or two on less is more. And I think that this podcast is no exception to that. I think less is more definitely... I think it helps it out more in terms of its growth. And when I say that, I keep it... I, I say that in with just the idea of, of original content and just making something that isn't oversaturated you know and recording every day for the most part you know can be easy depending on what i got going on i mean especially with the anchor app and what they have allowed its users to do but i think in the case of someone like me who's just an amateur and i say that term loosely if i (laughs) but um you know I want to try and do this as, as organic as possible which is why you know I'm sitting I'm actually Indian style in my room right now recording this you know there's nothing fancy about what I'm doing with this but uh, I do what I can with what I got so you know the past few days I've been thinking of new ways to make this podcast grow content wise and I think um, one of the things that I am afraid of doing is pigeon, p- getting pigeonholed into a certain position. Now, while this podcast will still focus around the concept of, of fitness, and you know, I want to expand upon that, I really do. Um, that expand upon it, but but don't stray away from the mission in hand. And I think that the best way to go about that is to venture outside of the world of fitness at times. Maybe it's fitness-related, or at least, you know, it correlates with it. And then sometimes it won't, you know, because I feel that I would be doing myself a disservice, disservice along with my listeners if I didn't touch upon certain things that are affecting, you know, I guess the way, the fabric of our society. And maybe I'm using, maybe I'm being a bit strong with using the word affecting, but, you know... I got opinions too so do you so i think it's it's good to go out there and kind of just share those opinions in a very um logical way you know and i'll try to be as careful with that line as possible i mean logical varies from person to person at least in my opinion so you know i think that that will have that segment you know and we will start with that segment today or at least with this, this episode. Uh, but then I will also venture and kind of, you know, have that moment where I get to focus on a certain particular subject that I wanted to focus on. So, you know, you'll have your primary, you know, podcasting material, and then you'll have your secondary, which, um, that's another thing I'm working on is using and or not using the word, um, I am really working hard on that, Truly. And it is tougher than it looks. So needless to say, I think that let's just go ahead and get started with the next segment, which I think, you know, I really, really haven't given it an official title. But um, I think for this, we'll just call it the segment of what exactly is on James Reese's mind. And here we go. So here we are with the newest segment here on the Cerebral Fit podcast, (laughs) and we just had our first comment from Tara, who, if I could translate that right, that said, "Leave me alone." (laughs) So needless to say, here we are. Uh, What exactly is on my mind? A lot has gone on in the, I guess, uh, the realm of pop culture, politics, and whatnot. But one of the things that caught my mind, especially this week, was LeBron James. Um, for those that know me beyond the podcast, y'all know that I'm a massive uh, Los Angeles Lakers fan. So, of course, when LeBron James signed with the Lakers, I was ecstatic. Uh, I'm sure there's a Snapchat video of there, me jumping up and down in my uniform when I found out that LeBron James had signed with the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, I don't understand how any L.A. Laker fan could not be excited. I mean, you get arguably one of the greatest NBA player, players ever. Um you know who signs with your team. I mean, wow. I mean that's just a uh, huge news, especially over the past few years since Kobe's. Um, you know I was gonna say Kobe's retirement, but you know I think it was after that their last title win when really things over in Hollywood, especially Lakerland, kind of just just started going downhill. And that's any sports team for the most part, whether you're a Cowboys, Patriots fan, I mean any sport. And so. And I had this discussion with some friends a few days ago about Kobe and LeBron and all that. But, I mean, you know, in my opinion, that did Kobe kind of vote necessarily overstay his welcome? Mm, not exactly. Do I think maybe perhaps that maybe a year or two he probably could have retired earlier? Uh, yeah. And I do think there is a difference between overstaying your welcome and retiring early. I think that, you know, the just his playing style caught up with him. And so, you know, those last few years of watching – someone like Kobe Bryant kind of just regress into just, you know, what he used to be was a bit, uh, I don't want to use the word painful because it doesn't mean that much to me in terms of the emotional aspect of it, but it just wasn't, you know, you wish you could have seen better. And so, you know, of course, after he retired, the team kind of just went its own way trying to figure out its new identity because you are basically rebuilding, you know, it's an end of an era. And so with LeBron James on board here with the Los Angeles Lakers, I think that's going to be a massive, massive boost for the fan base, um, along with the the legacy of the Lakers. Um, But what really caught my eye about LeBron, uh, LeBron this week was the fact that he's opening a school up, I believe, over in Cleveland. Maybe Akron. I want to say it's probably Akron. But, um... I just thought that that was a very, very phenomenal thing to re- read about and, and hear unfold and just see unfold. We definitely live in a culture right now that is so – we're really in need for hearing a lot, you know, a lot of good news. I think that that's – you know, we see it a lot on social media with viral videos of, of people going, doing good deeds, but I think from someone in LeBron's category, I think to seeing that was, was very uh, – It was very touching and inspirational. But, I mean, it's just so needed right now. You know, and I think, especially with regards to the way that society looks at celebrities, I think that we tend to forget that they're human, too, and that they come from something or nothing in a lot of their cases. I mean, they've... Like George Clooney, for instance, I mean, the dude used to live in a closet when he was just trying to break into Hollywood. I mean, I've never had to live in a closet. I mean, so, to... You know to, to kind of dehumanize these individuals when they make millions i think is a really awful mistake to do as a person because you're just you know kind of goes to that old you know just shuck and jive crap you know these people are human they have thoughts they have opinions you know you may not agree with them or what have you but they still are human and so when you see someone like lebron james you know go out and you know, i wasn't even aware that he was uh, doing something like this a massive project like that but man just to, you know the free the free tuition the ability to help these these uh the up-and-coming youth of america just you know get a good baseline started in their education and just their overall life experience that's a massive thing that is a massive thing and he's not a politician doing it and that's another thing that i think that um you know, us as a as a society, especially here in the states, I think that we really need to let go of that concept of the thinking that politicians are the only ones that can make change in this in this world, especially when it comes to education or in you know human rights or whatever. I think that very much um, that we're as uh, private citizens, you know, we're we're still very much capable of that. So it was just such a such a good thing to see LeBron just take the amount of capital that he's accrued over the years. Um, with his playing career through endorsements and, and so on, and put it to such a use that I think is just going to be I, – and I truly hope it it will be a, a massive success. Um, LeBron James, to me, reminds me more of my Magic Johnson than Michael Jordan, um, and I've said this for years. Reason B is because, it's, well, well, one, is playing style, but um, two, I believe that uh, LeBron truly has surrounded himself with a lot of individuals who are – who are helping him think beyond the game of basketball and life after that because there is a life after that. And um, those same principles I think we can all apply to you know our own individual careers and what we do. Um, I certainly did so with physical training after life um, with TSA, which is that career is about to come to an end here very shortly. But to see LeBron grow from that, you know, and I've been following LeBron since uh, I was uh, 16 years old. I still remember getting that you know that infamous Sports Illustrated cover with his face on it. You know, proclaiming him to be the next Jordan, which, you know, even by today's standards and even then, that's that's a re- really bold statement to make. But, um, you know, I remember just following him since then and being a fan of his individually. Um, not so much the Cleveland Cavaliers. I always thought that Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cavaliers at the moment, is um, was a bit of an uh, an oaf, uh, an idiot. <laughs> in terms of how he handled uh, LeBron's first exit. And LeBron's first exit wasn't exactly handled the best um, way either from his camp. But that's human. You know, that's that's what life is about. You know, you you look back at things and um, you probably could have handled it better. But it happened. He went on to Miami, did his did his thing, helped them get two more championships, and he left again. Can't fault him for that. He went back home, got them their first championship, which was, you know, pretty awesome to see and probably one of the greatest NBA Finals ever, but, you know, uh, this is the third act. This is the third act of LeBron James's career, and I think that the steps that he has taken this week and, and a little bit beyond that, or from what, what could happen beyond this and even, you know, going back as long as this is unfolded, I think um, is definitely going to make for an interesting third act, you know. I really hope that the uh, Lakers truly bounce back. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm not too excited of the Warriors winning, you know, as much as they've as much as they have uh, won in the past few years. But that's basketball. That's sports. I mean, they're doing an outstanding job over there at Golden State. But uh, I'd like to see someone else uh, give them a give them a shot, and run for their money. Uh, will it be Will it be the Lakers this year? as a fan i certainly hope so as a lakers fan let me correct myself there uh as an nba fan it may be maybe a year or two before i think they can really truly challenge the warriors for that top spot um you know you still got the those guys over in houston that are really starting to build something pretty cool over there um i'm not too certain about the carmelo deal it is what it is. Uh, I think people close to me know how I feel about Mr. Anthony. But um, I think Houston will probably have the closest shot. They probably honestly prob- could have been and should have beaten Golden State this year. But, you know, Chris Paul goes down. That takes a lot out of your firepower. So, uh, y'all probably didn't think I liked basketball as much. But, you know, I, I truly do love the sport of basketball. It um, was my for- favorite sport growing up. It was the first sport that I – and this is debatable, of course, but it was the um, kind of the first sport I was sort of good at. And what I mean by good is uh, defense. I really enjoyed playing defense. And so, you know, uh, from an offensive perspective, I wasn't that great. Still, still, I'm not that great. <laughs> I really haven't played a game in uh, almost, it's. I think it's going on a few years now, but I do have a love for the sport of basketball. I love the team aspect of it. I think that it's truly a physical, demanding game that really is very underrated in terms of its strategy and, and so on. But um, you know, that's just uh, one piece that's been on my mind, especially when it comes to sports. Uh, other than that, I mean, uh, I'm a big, also big pro wrestling fan. So you know, this week was another kind of just round of losses for that community. For the, for the wrestlers involved and also the fan bases. Um, several wrestlers did pass away this week. Nikolai Volkov, for one, he was an old-school wrestler from back in the WWE, um, uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. His career expanded, obviously, a lot of decades. And so I remember watching him growing up um, as a young child. I actually had his action figure. I think there's still pictures of me with that Nikolai Volkoff giant plastic action figure and you know it's it's sad to see that kind of happen i mean it's life but you know that's just a small piece of your childhood just kind of fading away you know the memories will still be there but you know he lived a good life from what from what i've uh read of him so i knew of him i never got the pleasure to meet him which over the course of the few years i've actually had the occasions to meet a lot of these individuals and um you know, such is life. Uh, the other rest of the passed away, a notable one. Well, they were all notable. You know, that's kind of fucked up for me to say. But uh was uh, Brian Christopher, a.k.a. Brian Lawler. He passed away, too. And his circumstances of his death are, are truly tragic. You know, um, not exactly the way that you want someone's life to end. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's... It happens, you know, and... uh you know he definitely died in cir- circumstances that are not you know you wish were better you wish he had a confront confronted his demons better but i mean not every story has an happy ending but uh it was truly sad to see that go away he really i saw him actually in person several times and he definitely did was able to put on a hell of a performance especially in pro wrestling i think was it Los cruces yeah Los cruces my first uh, pro wrestling show yeah he was on that card and uh, did a great job of entertaining the crowd, and you know, with pro wrestling, that's one of the main things that I think people tend to overlook. I mean, yes, you can throw the words fake and scripted out there, but in my, uh, but as a, as a, you know, I'll go and label myself as a true fan. But you know, as a as a fan, I truly have grown to appreciate the um, the athleticism that is that is put forth into that, but also the creativity. And uh, Brian Christopher was really, um, you know, he's uh, the son of. The uh, WWE Hall of Famer Jerry Lawler. So the dude is, he uh, is rich in, you know, that Memphis wrestling history. But uh, he will be missed. Uh, I, you know, my best to all the families involved that, you know, uh, suffer those losses. You know, and um, I'm saying um again. There we go. I think I need to have an um jar. Every time I say um, I donate a quarter. Uh, other than that, you know, I guess I'll, you know, this segment's, you know, it's on my mind, um, I've just been learning to relax a bit more, indulge in my hobbies, uh, video gaming being one of them, for the most part, I've been playing the heck out of this game called XCOM 2, got it for free off the PlayStation Network, I know it's available, I don't believe it's free anymore, but, um, hell of a game very frustrating at times, very very frustrating, but I think I've managed to kind of crack through that frustration and get pretty good at it, so you know, that has been definitely a good way of kind of just relieving the stress after work or get my mind off things, but um, there we go again, <laughs> so needless to say I think that that's just been a bit of an example of what these future segments will be uh, I hope, you know, that Hope it can lead to some interesting thoughts coming from my mind, so here we go, and this will lead to the final segment of the podcast, which will be, I really want to focus on uh, just kind of just what I learned more this week with my personal draining job, and that will be letting go. All right, so here we are once again on the Cerebral Fit Podcast with our final segment, which is going to be focused around the idea and the concept of letting go. Sorry about that. I was adjusting the microphone. got the window open now so I can feel the cool summer August air come into my room here. Uh, Tara's giving me this look of, who are you talking to, Master? I don't want to think she calls me Master, but I'll go with James. (laughs) What? Dogs are funny. But if I had to, I guess, conclude this episode around the topic, going back to the the main focus of this podcast, it's the concept of letting go. And I can definitely say that this week, it started last week on my day off. And it's kind of when I had that come to Jesus moment, I was driving and I was listening to Limp Bizkit of all bands, and they're one of my favorite bands. You know, they really are. (laughs) But I was listening to one of their songs and it kind of woke me up in the sense of that what was about to transpire in my professional life and overall my life in general. And, you know, there's some of you out there who can attest, but, you know, this is something that, you know, for years, since I was about 22 years old, Ah, oh, fuck it! I'll go eight when I was 18 years old. You know, I had this this vision and dream of of getting into law enforcement. You know, working as a special you know special agent for the FBI or Secret Service agent. You know, those are pretty specific, I guess, visions and dreams, if you will. And I worked towards that through college. You know, and even in my personal life and that was my aim that was my focus i was so dead set on doing that for the longest time for over 10 years and so when it hits you that you're not doing that anymore that you're chasing something else that you're putting those dreams and visions to rest i think i I say I think, no, I truly underestimated how much that was going to emotionally somewhat drain me. And that hit me last week. And since then, I've really been focusing and trying to just look back on all of that, you know, and that's just the type of person that I am. I've always been that way where I am very reflective of the time that I spend at places and the lessons I learned, the people I met, and so on. And, you know, I definitely, you know, working for TSA has been a very, very interesting experience. And I left once before, back in 2014. And to be quite honest, when I left the first time, there was a small part of me that just held on to that. That. You know. That stuck with me, and I think that as I reflect back, I have been reflecting on that, that just, when I went back into the TSA fold in 2015, I was happy in the aspect of that. I knew I wasn't gonna be there forever. They knew it, and I knew it. I have always had a massive end game planned, but I felt satisfied and happy about coming back to Lubbock and starting over with the crew here because it started here and I wanted to end here and so as those days have now come I think that that um has truly struck me and really gotten me thinking about just a lot of things with the people I've come across, the lessons I've learned, you know, just how effective and just meaningful that job, and I say the job, and I think what I really truly mean by that is just meaningful working with those individuals has been. Um, at times, I say at times, but I mean, it's, it's you know, you're, work, you're around people eight hours a day, you're, you're around those people more than you are your own family, your friends, your girlfriends, and all that. So they become in a way your work family and i think that that's a that's a correct term to use that and so this has definitely been that year where a lot of a lot of members of your work family have found something else as well and when you see those winds of change when you feel those wheels of change if you will that certainly for at least in my case um, propels me even harder to go out and make that change for myself which i've done this year and now that because you always for the most part at least in my case and some of you may be able to relate to this but like you always envision what the ending will be like when i finally leave this place when i finally clock out for the last time and so you know i thought that the last time i left here was perfect and in many ways it was but now that you know i'm writing another piece you know, writing the end to another chapter. I can't say at the moment if it's perfect or not perfect. It just, it is what it is. And that's a cliche saying, but it is. And so, the way that it's unfolded has been, you know, it's been good. But it truly, you know, it's made me open up and look back at the concept of letting go because, you know, one of the aspects of this job that hindered me was the fact that, you know, you have a bound set of rules to follow by, especially when you work for the United States government. And I think that when you leave something that you've been a part of for a long time that has a lot of those types of rules, that type of structure, and you go into something that that does have a set of rules as well but not – as ironclad it's an adjustment period and that's what the past few days when I've gone in for my training with Kelsey has really um really made me realize it just you know that I have to let go of that just walking on eggshells feeling and at times it's easy and at times it's not because you still feel that you're being watched or You know that there's you know there's just so much and and working for tsa was stressful enough as it was believe it or not even though the job is easy but it was still stressful to work at for a lot of other reasons but you know now that i'm entering a realm that is that is very different from from what i've been doing for nine years and change it's certainly affecting me in a good way not in a bad way but in a good way that that is gonna not limit me but but just cause the levees to break inside of me and challenge me in a way that I've never been challenged before. It's it's both exciting, it's daunting but that's but that's what I've always wanted. And so I'm getting it in this fashion which you know of course I always thought that I was gonna be You know, (laughs) and I have come close, folks, but, uh, you know, I am looking forward to this challenge and I think that today, especially, you know, I, I just have to just let go and take that leap of faith and I've told people that same advice time and time again, but, you know, I have to let go of that aspect of where I'm coming from professionally and just take that leap of faith and see what happens from there and everything is, is starting to take shape nicely especially with my new career I got some training here on Friday that's gonna only expand upon my knowledge and I'm tr- truly excited about that but it's um it's a very unique feeling the last time that this all went down you know, in Seattle It was a it was a it was a different feeling um, different cast of characters that were around me and I was honestly in a different place in my life mentally and physically um, but that's you know that's the same case here I'm definitely in a way different place mentally and physically than I was then and you know I look at my tattoo to strive to seek to find and not to yield that's a lord alfred tennyson quote one of the reasons i got that tattooed on my right forearm here as i look down on it was to constantly remind myself every day that when the time comes you're gonna have to let go of what you know in order to know more and as I've come across that juncture in my life, I think it's time to simply wash my hands of what I've known and just go from there. So I think that that would be a good stopping point. I think a good culmination of just how I've, I've been this week and where I'm going to go. And for those that are listening out there, and I truly appreciate that. You are, but whatever you got going on in your own life, and if you feel that something is holding you back, you know, just my advice to you would be just to let go. You know, you gotta, it just takes that one step, and then the rest of the steps just come naturally to it. If you're that determined to escape what you're trying to escape, so with that being said, I think that that was a good way to end this episode. I really don't know when I'll record the next one, maybe here in a few days, just depending on how my Thursday, Friday go, if anything earth-shattering or just too good to not record comes up, I'll definitely drop a podcast or two. Um, Things are about to get real busy over at the gym, especially with training, as I mentioned a bit ago, but that should be fun. And, man, I'm just excited. I'm excited, but a bit nervous, so... Appreciate y'all listening once again. I know that the Anchor app does have, um, you can leave voice messages, messages and stuff. So if any, either of you or any of the listeners out there have any questions regarding your health or fitness tips or whatever you want to know, just uh, shoot me a line. If you got my number, text me. Email me, whatever you want to do. I got Still Heavy on the Instagram, uh, Facebook, that that page I haven't really launched yet officially. Probably here pretty soon, but uh, Instagram is still my main social media outlet. Um, I got some interesting exercises I'm going to post up here pretty soon, probably the next few days. Um, Tomorrow will be working out with Kelsey again. I know last week we did our infamous, or now will will be the infamous, leg day from hell. Uh, Tomorrow will be arm day, and I got a good um, preview of what she's going to put me through tomorrow, so that should be interesting. And I do, and I really do mean interesting. I mean, this, uh, <laughs> she is, just, uh, she's do, she's doing a number on me, folks, but in a good way. So, with that being said, I hope you, everyone's having a good day. Um, appreciate the time you took in listening to this podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed this segment. There'll be more to that in the future. Uh, take care out there. Do some good things. Contribute. And I will... See you all soon. Reese out.